What's up, everyone? This is Justin Lewanuk, and I'm on the Wally McWalterson Show. The Wally Mc... What show? Who's going to listen to this? Hey, folks, welcome. This is the Wally McWalterson Show. I'm your ghost... Your ghost... <laughs> I'm your host... Wally McWalterson. Uh, I'm here with a very special guest today, bartender extraordinaire. Some call him a mixologist, whatever you want to say, you know, these hoopsters. But we have today a very special friend of mine, Justin Lewan Ugg. <laughs> I brutalized your name. Good. Good. You know, we went through it. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> and him and I went through this name for like 10 minutes. It's a, it's honestly it's it's a, it's a hard name. Like uh, back in the day, like everyone would just call me Lil Wang, and I just I just and like it was thought you were a rapper, Lil Wang. Exactly, Lil Wang. How you been, bud? Oh, so what am I? Number two. The second is the second recording. Uh, thirdish, but uh, I don't know when we releasing this one. It might be twenty twenty two. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I, let's not hold, hold my breath. That's cool. Let's not mention. Um, Thanksgiving, or, or let's not mention New Year's Eve yet, because we, we may yeah. be in recording like we're in 2021 already, towards the end. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> this will be yeah whatever, man. Episode uh, 50, yeah. 51. <laughs> Third to record, 51st to release. I love it. It's the it's last so good. one before 2021 is over. I'm, I'm okay with being backlogged. That's not bad. <laughs> it's too, yeah, it's too early. I get it. I get you're, it. You're used to it, too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the girls are like, let me save him. For yeah, let's save him for like when I'm ready to settle down. Yeah, well, maybe when I like my eggs are ready to be released. Yeah. I'm not sure yet, yeah, but they're almost exactly. non, you know. Yeah, unusable. Yeah, I don't see. You can tell I don't, I don't even know anything about women because I don't know <laughs> what I just said about eggs. <laughs> so, like, I, like I told you before, uh, on this show we also drink, and I usually drink what my guests are drinking. So today we're drinking, both of us are drinking scotch. Obviously you're drinking a better one, Balvini. I'm drinking Doors because it's hard to find good scotch here in this island. I got I got this as a gift and I'm breaking it out on a special occasion, so. Nice. What, what year is that? Uh, 12 year. Speaking of spirits, you and I have a passion for alcohol. Not just how it tastes, or what it does to us, how it affects us, but also the history behind it and how things are made, which is very unique for, because, uh, you know, nowadays the majority of bartenders, and I'm not going to, you know, shit anyone down, you know, to his or own, they all have the, their style and it all depends on the bar. But you and I both have a passion for how things are made and history and all that, what's behind it, you know, and how to create furthermore more cocktails with that. Yeah, and in that sense, going uh, talking about spirits, I, I guess you can call us kindred spirits in that sense. The if you're expecting is a laugh or something, I, I am so sorry. This is not hey, the man. show. This is not it's, the show, brother. It's not for you, man. It's not for you. It's for it's for people listening. They get it. They get it. Well, it's funny. I, I think when someone used to ask about scotch, I would say, uh, you know, there are people that would save scotch as an investment. You know, they would find like, say like a Port Ellen 34 years, which is a closed distillery, but 
now it's a collectible and people and the price has gone up with it so people collect it you know it's like a stock but i always say it is a spirit somehow it, the water the raindrops fell down from the skies god gave us something special it dropped into the ground say it was uh isla and the grew peat moss and the vegetation after that they raked it and then they distill it they pot still it, whatever they used and then the condensation just drops into the bottle and that steam is the spirit coming back to life and so we hold it for as long as we can but then we give it back to the world as soon as we open it now it's all bullshit but people always yeah, a lot of bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. bullshit. But, bullshit. But it's how you say it, and then people always like, all right, give me that. I like that. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, you were always you're always a very good salesman. You're always a good salesman. <laughs> but also, I do believe that's true, though. I mean, you know, you, you shouldn't really hold a bottle of scotch is worth five thousand dollars, man. You drink it, you know. Exactly. It's Same meant to be meant to be drank, meant to be shared. You know, it's like right. that's not something you really hoard like that. You know. So all right, so let me ask you, how did you come about with uh? Uh, like learning that process or, you know, having that passion for alcohol. What made you start that? Besides getting beat by your drunken father and you felt like you got to be better than him. <laughs> but what did influence you? Um, I guess, like, just being in the hospitality industry, you know, you get to meet so many people and then you kind of just feed off of their passion about the industry. And it just stuck with me because, you know, like both of us we've been drinking for more than half of our lives now i guess you know so it's like uh maybe i don't you're 50 so you've been yeah so two-thirds yeah (laughs) so we've been drinking for a long time but like the way you appreciate the alcohol you know in college you're just drinking to get destroyed and then as you grow up you get better you can afford better things and you can really appreciate how it's made you know it's just it's just something that uh something that you could tell others to bring each other together and that's what i really loved about drinking alcohol you know it's just like the gathering of like great people sharing your time with them stuff like that and i made it a career you know it pays my bills and couldn't can't complain i remember when i loved drinking in boston and the camaraderie is so much fun i just love it uh the people the jokes the ideas that's fun now what really got me into studying it was ooh, I guess it was love actually because I was engaged and Molly the romantic. I know, such a romantic. And so uh I when I met her parents, uh they're Scotch attendants and I we he gave us like a really nice expensive scotch and I thought okay, I never had scotch before. And as soon as we cheers I chug it like it's tequila. And he was so pissed off at me, his face, I could tell. So he tells me, you know, you better learn about your uh, scotch next time you come around. So honestly, after that, it was really just forced. <laughs> and then it just became beautiful. Like, there's so much history behind it and all that. And that's what I love about it. So that's my reasoning. Are you asking me why I love liquor or why I love... Creating. Creating. You you see me work, you know what I'm saying? I'm very, like... No, I barely see you work, bro. No. <laughs> I'm working. I'm, like, no, 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 no. working. No, 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 no. I'm working. No, 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 no. We used to work together. I was... You were... Actually, no, you're right. I was the one charming everyone. Exactly. You didn't I... work. 
I was actually I did. I create I created environment. I created the environment where it allowed you to charm people, kind of thing, without without impunity. Okay, but I did bring in the money, so you know, you're uh, by because I charm people a little extra extra. So you could afford that Balvini because of me. So you actually that was a it gift. Was I literally just said it was a gift. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just a, when I when I get really get into it, like I get super serious about something all the time. Yeah, you do. And that was that was it with like uh, bartending, just in general, bartending. It's just like, hey, I'm all about having fun. And you know this after hours, we would fucking stay until four in the morning just drinking Allagash Whites until like yeah. kegs tap. And playing Foo Fighters. Exactly. But when like you're on the clock and stuff like that, man. It's, it's all work. It's all work. I, I, actually, I remember this. Uh, when I first like met you um uh i fell in love i'm not surprised man i know and i'm straight bro i don't know how that happened i know man but i know. i i no 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 so i remember thinking you know obviously i know how to do stuff but you have to adjust to every place that's mm-hmm. usually a good common rule to have in the back of your hand you know always a, have your shit know your shit but adjust a little to the to the place that you're working at mm-hmm. now uh, I've learned a lot throughout the years, the last 11 years of doing this. And, but you, when I came across you, you were so detailed with, with, uh, uh, ice, right? I remember, I remember. <laughs> you don't give me shit about it. I yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, funny. it has to be precise amount of ice and shake, which I get the, you know, uh, diluting the drink, you know, I uh-huh, get that process. Uh-huh. I do get it. I do understand it. But yeah. I never had someone tell me so in detail about the ice cream. And in my head, I'm just like laughing, like, what a nerd. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. you were right. You were right. And then, and then a month goes by. He's like, oh, this is the greatest part I've ever met in my life. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember, like, I remember making the first drink the way you wanted, a certain amount of ice. And I really wanted to ask you, should I, should I lose two more pebbles? <laughs> Because <laughs> remember, it was those uh, pebble ice. Yeah, it was, it was, a, yeah, it was, it was a whip shake. Yeah, yeah, it was a whip shake. And the pebbles, I was thinking, I wanted to like tell you, yeah, hey, should I remove these two? Or but like the, with with that said, you know, saying when I first met you, I didn't I didn't like you because I knew you were an experienced bartender. You know, saying, like you ten plus years in the industry, and in my experience at the time. <laughs> It's hard to break. Exactly. It's just like there, we have a system where we're working, and as if you're not going to buy in, we're not going to work, right? But so I, you're referring to me as like a wild stallion. A wild stallion that I broke easily right. because, <laughs> yeah, because, and I and I get, and I told you this already, and I give a lot of credit to you for listening to me, the young gun who's only been in the industry for like two years at this point, and just like humoring me, buying into like the system kind of thing. And we worked well, you know, we're cool. Yeah. And now well, we're you know your shit. That's, podcast. Why, that's why I made it easy on you is because you know your shit and you, you have passion. That's the one thing all I ask of people I'm working with is to have passion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my old career. I retired. We've uh, had our ceremonial retirement party yeah. and all yeah. that. We hung up the jersey, all that good uh, stuff. <laughs> so stupid. All right, so yeah, so back to my point of you making uh, or creating cocktails and stuff. So you remember your first cocktail that that, that you thought, damn, I made a really good one. Like uh, your, your, your go-to. 
well, well, when I was when I was young and had no idea what the fuck I was doing, yeah, I thought I was killing it. Isn't that funny? People just mix uh, anything and they just think, uh, yeah. It's, it's, well, I was I was a bar I was a bar back when I first made like a cocktail because the bartender I was working under he let me like make something for like a regular and you know like regulars are the best people to like try things on because there's no consequences right yeah so I make them something like an old fashioned like bourbon and like you know some like sugar bitters and then I put in a, a shit ton of like uh, grapefruit liqueur. It was a Giffard Pample Mousse, mm-hmm. and it was just like too much. Mm-hmm. It was too much, way too much. I taste them like, oh, this is great. This stuff is good. <laughs> and then I get and I give it to I give it to one of my regulars, and he loved it. He loved it. But the bartender tasted it and just like, mm, okay, you know, just kind of like didn't want to crush my like crush me in front of a guest. Yeah. So he waited until like the shift is over. He's like, yeah, that's kind of garbage. We're gonna work on that. And it was just like. Well, you know, you know what it is. I think when we're younger, our taste buds are a little bit different. Where mm-hmm. we haven't tasted aperitifs yet on its own, you know. Right, right, right. Once you start tasting that, even chambords and all that, uh, or once you start tasting liqueurs on its own, you can kind of get a feel better of what you could do with that and the main. Right. You know. I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know any better at the time. You know, I, I, this was the height of cocktails at the time for me. Didn't you tell me you were like at a bartending um, uh, competition or something down? Yeah, I was in. I was in. I've been in two bartending competitions, and I won. I won the very first one that I was in, and it was kind of like a very wild experience because I. I was. I was like a. I was kind of like a write-in. I wasn't meant to be one of the original people in the competition, but someone dropped out. So our bar manager at the time, uh, Eric, he he like he's like, hey Justin, I need you to do me a favor. He just participate in this competition, kind of thing. Just he, you know, I was like, he didn't even have faith in you. He just said, can you participate? He didn't say, hey, he can just, you yeah. He's just, like, I he's like, I just need someone. Yeah, he's like, I just he's like, I was like, bet your ass, kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, I was like nervous for a whole week. Like I was so nervous. I was like, like I couldn't, I, I couldn't sleep because I was just thinking all night. It's like what's this competition gonna be like what's the competition and I was like I was like shaking almost I was shaking right up until I had to go I had to actually make a drink and then I was fine but like every moment until then was like nerve-wracking and then you meet like your contestants and like fellow bartenders and everyone's cool it's fun you're just you're just ripping shots to get like the nerves out it's, it was good have you ever been to uh employees only in New York City I have I love employees only is cool that I, I recommend great anybody that's down uh yeah. lower manhattan to hang out there it's uh such a great environment it's very cool actually it's very all good. bartenders are very talented there and uh actually mixologist i guess right that's the thing about that word mixologist uh, yeah i think it's more derogatory when you're talking to actual bartenders you know? <laughs> it is like, i think it's yeah i think it's let the crowd say it and not yourself exactly. you know exactly just like i think a perfect example dave Grohl, um which is a lead singer of a band called the Foo Fighters, uh, in case. Are they new? Uh, just 25 years. Oh, they just okay. made their 25, 25th anniversary. Ooh, so. Good for them. Hopefully yeah. they last. They may never make it after that, though, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. He said, look, man, I'm a musician. I don't want to be called a rock star. That's just, anyone that's a rock star doesn't call themselves a rock star. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing with that. That's like, a good way of putting you know, it. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm just a bartender. Yeah. I, t- I tend the bar. I keep it. 
Well, I don't, you know, I don't keep it. That, that, that's that, I mean, that's really what it is. It's like your bartender is your literally tending bar mixologist. You're just making drinks, you know? So. Huh. That is true. I didn't even think about that. You only have one job as a mixologist. You might also be, exactly. you might also be in the kitchen making the drink and then bring it up front to the bartender. Exactly. Because anyone could be a mixologist if you have YouTube. You know so, what I'm saying? Ooh, I got this, everyone can tend bar. I got this idea for a bar, right? Okay. You're <laughs> <laughs> the bar and mixologist uh, restaurant. No, wait. The bar, you know, instead of like the bar and grill restaurant, the bar and mixologist restaurant. So let me pitch it first before you, I see your That's face. Bar. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. The, the audience doesn't see your face, but I see your face. I could even yeah. feel your face. Yeah. And, and so you have the bartender up front, right? People come and order the drinks at the bar. The bartender then sends in a computer as if it's going to the kitchen, and the kitchen is actually just the back full of mixologists making the drink, and then they put it up on the uh, on the window, like ding ding ding, orders up, and then we bring it to the guests. <laughs> and that's interesting. And that's how people will tell the difference between mixologists and bartenders. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it'll never it'll never sell. Enough. Why can't? <laughs> that's so dumb. I know it's so dumb. But this is why I could pitch you dumb stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? It sounded better in my head. You know, I gotta you heard it here first, folks. I gotta stop. Uh, I, I blur out my demos. Like instead of giving the record company my, you know, mixed, finished up music album, I give them my demo. Hey guys, what do you guys think it is? <laughs> anyway, the, I say we go half half as owners, and we have okay. this bar mixologist bar. Why can't why can't we just have good bartenders? Why can't we, <laughs> why can't we just have good bartenders? I, I, you know where it would become big in uh, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only those hipsters would yeah. like. Hmm. Me, yeah, me and all the other douchebags yeah. would love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Brooklyn, guys. We're going to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, USA. Yeah. Yep. And our uniform would have to be a, a beard. It would be like a fake beard. Oh. And maybe some glasses. You could, that's just optional. It sounds like like we're we're doing like a like an Abraham Lincoln theme bar. You know, we just have that like that's the uniform, and then we're just yeah. drinking beers. And well, just, in that case, know. we'll do it at uh, we'll rent out like a theater, and uh, we'll kill it. Shoot each, yeah, <laughs> shoot each other in the head. I, I felt like we kill it kind of is much better, but thanks for that. Is it too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Eighteen eighty. Five eighty six. All right, this is going nowhere. <laughs> Off the rails, baby. Off the rails. It's. I told you, it's a whiskey. Uh, I haven't drank yeah. whiskey in a while. But also, way to have your phone on. Thanks. I'm. I'm charging my laptop. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, dude. Yeah, I'm end this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. I have nothing to work from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We could talk about liquor and alcohol and all that, but we know about that. A lot of people know about that. People can figure it out on Google. Yeah, that's so not, not a super interesting part we're not, about We're not going to yeah. teach anyone anything. Not over uh, a podcast anyway. I know. Let's talk Let's talk shop. I actually do like talking shop. I think that's more entertaining. Just like bartenders kind of like complaining about like bartending. You do? See, I okay, so here's my thing. When you leave the, when you leave the job, I can't take it with me. Whenever I go I out, I never take it with me. Yeah, I, I I hate when people 
that's one of my pet peeves with my uh, coworkers. Whenever we finish bartend or working or whatever, we go out and we talk about fucking all the customers. I'm like, dude, we're going out to drink. We're yeah. leaving. Yeah, 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 yeah. We already did that shit. We don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. so stupid to go out and talk about it. all the stuff that happened at work. It's and like so yeah, when, when do I agree with you a thousand percent. But then when when do you bring when it's up a funny the, story when there's like okay. something like really funny or something if different. you can spin it into positive yeah if you can spin it positive sure yeah I and, and also that. like if it's funny too you know like if uh, oh you, I gotta tell you what this girl told me you know I've had moments like that man I was a New York City bartender I don't know, you know what I'm that's that's like another way of saying yeah I was really slutty for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I think it's important to be a, a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's slutty. I think it's uh, finding your way. You know, it's uh, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it is a funny yeah. way of saying yeah. I had sex a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the way you looked at me, you judged me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can't even keep a straight face with you. You uh, can't. But, but so no, I was thinking. Because, you know, there are moments when girls do hit on you and stuff. Well, for me anyway. Uh, but there are moments when that happens. And um, and sometimes the way they say it, the way they ask it. Some are very, which I love girls who are straightforward and just like, you know, here's my number. I think we should hang out. Uh, or if you want to hang out afterwards. But then you never want to hang out afterwards because you're, you're sweaty. Yeah. You're tired. You're like, eh. Yeah, I get it. it's it's like right after a shift is definitely not the best time to hang out. You know, what I mean? especially like a demanding job like bartending, bartending in the city. It's just yeah, you you kind of don't want to. Do you get this? Because I get this too. So like, I know what kind of drink I want after work, but or when I'm off. But as soon as I get somewhere, I kind of think, wait, do I want to? Kind of want to. I haven't had an old fashioned in a long time. And then I judge the bartender for does he have the right stuff behind the you bar? For, yeah for old fashioned or Manhattan. Those two are my things, man. If you don't have the right sweet vermouth, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, old fashioned is my um, go-to at most cocktail bars. It's like my cocktail while I'm looking at their menu, you know, Ooh, that's like, good. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I know I'm going to want old fashioned at some point. Let me start it off while I look at your menu. By the time I figure out what I want, my old fashioned's done. And then, yeah. I can enjoy enjoy the drinks. It's funny you say that because I've been doing that, but with vodka and soda. It'll be oh. my like. The only reason I do is because I'm drinking water, but I'm also having alcohol. I'm hydrating, and right before I decide what real drink I want afterwards. And also, you gotta understand, I'm in the islands, so you don't really have great. Uh, and not to knock off this island, it's just it's more frozen drinks and. You know, sure, chicky sure. styles or whatever, but there isn't the classics I like. You know, and I, I want mm-hmm. a good old fashioned. I want a good Manhattan. But oh, for sure, do I trust anyone to make a really good old fashioned or Manhattan? Not really. I don't. If I don't see the right vermouth behind it, a sweet vermouth, I'm just like, nah. Is I'm there is there not a crowd for that kind of thing in the islands? Um, even the people that travel for vacation, you know, that have money. Mm-hmm. I would say they don't do that often. They mostly go to Caribbean style. They, they it's like people just switch to Caribbean drinks. Okay. Yeah, like when in Rome. Yeah, yeah. it's an environment yeah. thing, you know. Uh, your biggest fear is a bartender, bro. What is it? 
um, not being able to give the guests what they want. Uh, yeah, it, you know what it is? It's that feeling of caring too much. And yeah. uh, especially like I know when I get into weeds, I'm just thinking, well, that person's got to get a drink fast because they've been waiting. Like I kind of time everyone. It's a weird thing mm-hmm. to do, but I time uh, when these people had a drink or how long. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. That's something you got to have in the back of your head, just yeah. like so that you're not in the weeds, you know. Um, but for me, it's like I always get nervous. Like, I like doing, um, like, dealer's choices where a guest would just be like, hey, just make me something with this, this, and this, and I'll do it. Cool. But I'm always game, but I'm still always really nervous when I give them the drink, you know? Yeah. It's just like, because everyone's tastes are different, you know? So I might like it, they might not. And my fear is that I won't be able to figure it out in, like, a timely fashion, you know? Like, after the first two, if they don't like the first two I gave them, that means I'm garbage. So, yeah, yeah that's my fear. What else is there to be afraid of as a bartender, dude? You have so much power. You have so much, like, room to do whatever the fuck you want. There it is, folks. Justin is an asshole. <laughs> he has so much power over his guests. He thinks oh, he is God. Well, a lot of bartenders in the industry do have a, have a, have a God complex to a degree. Uh, yeah, it's... it's... Uh, well, am I wrong, though? Like... As the bartender, you do have a lot of, like, with a lot of responsibility, you also have a lot of, like, power. You have a lot of room room to go, you know, like, room to move around. It sounds like this is the podcast where you out people. Sabotage you? Yeah. yeah. Without, without telling them. This is your, 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 your How to Catch a Predator podcast. That's what you are. Wait, you're the predator? No. Yeah, you're you trying to catch to, me. Yeah, how to be a predator or how to... I don't, yeah. How to be a predator is where we both talk about our like. Yeah, first of all, I don't know what am I gonna do after I catch that predator? You know. know when you come back to the states, bro, you were that you were here for like a, like a hot second, and then I was working all those days. Oh, that's right. I went out for my birthday. For your birthday, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It sucks. The bar wasn't open. The bar area, anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. It would have been more fun to hang out there. For sure. It's, I mean, outside was nice. I, I, to be honest, I really enjoy the cold, crisp. You know, the fall. You, you came inside. I remember you were you you were just like, oh, it's too cold. I need a table. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's because Jose was cold. Okay. It wasn't me. I can handle it. I'm from Boston. Yeah, Boston. <laughs> you had like you had like two overcoats on. I remember. <laughs> mm. I had one. Oh no. I think I had a. Did I have a suit and then you a, had like a. <laughs> I didn't have a suit on. You you took a you took a picture with me. Oh well, it's the two of us. Oh, that's right. I do have one. Oh, yeah, you know what? I didn't. I was gonna save that until um, uh, the podcast. I actually planned that shot. How funny is that? No I way. I did. I swear to God. Why do you think I never like posted or anything? Because I wanted to hold on to it until. Uh-huh. It's gonna be the cover. The the cover yeah. art for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like it would be like the 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 photo op uh, for this podcast. Nice. That will probably air in uh, November. Early 2022. Yeah. 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 Like, all right, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a boner behind a bar? (laughs) And luckily the, the, (laughs) and luckily the bar saved you. Have you ever had that moment? I'm curious because I've Um, had that moment. So I want to see what other bartenders had. Well, no, I can definitely say it's never happened. But I feel like if it ever did, I'd be okay because I, I always wear an apron, you know? So whether it's like, and it's like a heavy apron, so it's like, 
Oh, by the way, let's also let the guests know that it's not an, a uniform, the apron. It is his own from home. He just likes yes, to wear it. Yes, it is. Yes. No one, no one told me to do it. I just like doing it. What a weirdo. <laughs> no, but seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. But, okay, no boners, but any embarrassing moments. Like, you have to have something. like uh, Besides the broken glass, I think everybody has that. Everybody has to go through that. I think, like, yeah, honestly, that stuff, like, in terms of, like, making drinks technique-wise, like, I don't really, you know, care too much about because, like you said, it, uh, things happen. But the things that are really embarrassing for me is when I'm talking to, like, a bunch of different people and, like, in conversation, I mess up, you know? A lot of the times, how I don't know how good you are with names and faces, but I can't remember names for the life of me. I could remember drink orders, food orders, and like your face, but the name will always escape me. And I, for some reason, like when I was like a new bartender, I would just try it. It was like, you look like a Mike when it's like Jerome, you know? And it's just like, it's, <laughs> that's like the most most embarrassing thing for me, definitely. You know, so I, I, def- I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it. You know, Jerome and Mike are like two opposites. <laughs> You know, that, that's um, that's the exact like a slight exaggeration about how bad it was for me. Yeah, you know, I, I I was great with names. I used to do um a trick where it depends on the bar too. You know, I think you can. It depends on the bar where you can put like a little note to yourself underneath the bar or something of a name or I mm-hmm. word associate. So I'm very good with actors and uh, musicians. So I would, if someone's name is uh, um, Giselle, I would think of Giselle Butcham, you know, the supermodel. Mm-hmm. And I would find something that's related to her or something, something yeah, that yeah, remembers yeah. you of Giselle with that person, that girl in front of you. I, I, I was so much, I was like, I think my, my rule was like, I, and I learned to tell people in the beginning, like if I, I'll have a conversation with them and they say they'll be back. I always let them know that it will take me three, at least three times until I get their name. And they're always very understanding. They're always really cool about it. You know, like if I care to know your name, you're probably like really nice and I just need time to remember it, you know, stuff like that. At least you didn't have to work at Cheers, man. Uh, you've Ooh. heard of Cheers, right? The, the bar in Boston? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you Well, we can't, we can't <laughs> sing it because we may get sued. Oh, we, we don't have the, <laughs> we don't got the copyright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we want to sing it so bad. No, but uh, like, yeah, <laughs> in Cheers, save my ass, right? No, but in Cheers, mm-hmm. like everybody comes up to you and they're like, "Oh, you know my name, right?" Like we expect them to know their name because it, it, I get it; it's a touristy spot. I get it, mm-hmm. but no, I don't know your name, man. I mean, that's is that, are you but, t- are you saying from experience? Have you worked at Cheers? Yeah, that's what I'm talking. I'm not. No, I'm reading someone's uh, obituary, and he said exactly. I know. I never know with you, man, because I know you've. I know you've had a very extensive, like, journey in your life with like a lot of different careers, and I know you've been bartending for a while, but you never mentioned that you bartended at Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of. Not once. Not once. Hey, man. Listen, my book is coming out in a couple years. Hey. And I've been telling you I want to hear. I do not want to give away all the juicy stuff. You know what's funny? Now that you brought that up, I just realized, I didn't just realize this, but I do this on purpose. Um, no matter how close I am with someone, I don't give away everything I've done because I think it's too much. Or some people would think, mm. Mm, I don't think I believe that. If you give right. too much, people would think they don't believe it. Right, that. right, right. 
Like if no, that's we, smart. If you met Forrest Gump, right? If you met Forrest Gump at a bench, just like that yeah. lady did, and he talked to you for hours about his life, you would think he's a bullshitter. Am I right? Crazy person. Yeah. But because we saw yeah. the movie, we think, oh, that's legit. That's what Forrest did. Yeah. So, so you're 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 mastering the pacing of your own story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now you get it. Yeah. I got it. What's the what's the master story to yours? Like, what do you want to be known for? I don't know, man. I just want, I, for some reason, it's like really, it's a little morbid, but uh, I, uh, with my close circle of friends, Make we like to talk about me. just, exactly. <laughs> we like to talk about like, what do we want to be remembered by? or uh, And like, at your funeral, who do you want to be there kind of thing? And I guess like, um, to answer both those things, it's just like, I want at my funeral, just all my closest friends and just them, you want Telling open, stories about me. You want an open bar at your funeral? Uh, open casket, open bar, yeah. Open casket, open bar. Well, actually, what mm-hmm. you should do is just like open the casket and boom, there's the bar. Exactly. Sure, you'll exactly. cry a little bit seeing the, you know, the dead face. Just pre, pre-poured shots, yeah. That's, uh, that's the saline solution. That's mixology. That's, a, that's mixology right there. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've always fantasized about my funeral. Uh, I don't know if you do, but uh, no? A little bit. A little bit. Are you joking? A little bit. With it? No, I'm dead serious. I, like one one of my fantasies is just like a celebrity who heard about me on the street comes in, even though I've never met him. One of those things, you know. Is that wait? wait is that how you want to die, or, or is that just <laughs> <laughs> you? You meet a celebrity. I meet a celebrity and die. And you're done. And you, just kick the bucket. You have one celebrity at your bar. And you're like, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done, guys. I'm jumping up. No, <laughs> yeah, it's all, this is all I need. This is the hype. Um, no, but like, I want, I, at some point, I want to be so notorious, like, that I reach people who I've never met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they'll come to my funeral. Okay. That's all right. I think that'd be cool, at least. But, but wait, what's, how do you go, though? We got to know how you go. Oh, God. Uh, I always said that it'd be a car crash. But what? <laughs> yeah, I drive a lot, dude. So it's just like it's, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's how I think I'm gonna go. But I think of walking down the street. It's in New York City too, for some reason. And I see this kid playing with a ball, and his mom is um, shopping. You know, outside they have like distracted food and stuff. Yeah. So she's like looking the at the in the street. Yep. And then you say the kid. And then the bus is coming. And I go run over and I just like I only have one time for one action is just to push him off the way with my hands mm-hmm. I'm going that way. As I'm moving forward towards the street. And boom. And then right you push the kid into, into the, the sidewalk. Yeah. Into the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like I that pull makes him, more sense. I pull him in as I'm running out. Cause I thought about this. If I run after and i hold a kid right picture this guys uh, you're both dead yeah exactly (laughs) like yeah you're both dead yeah we're both dead uh but if i pull them and i jump in in the same motion i you know die but i saved a kid so we talked about like uh celebrities have you ever had anyone famous at your bar have you ever had that feeling that moment um i actually have i've met a couple like two two very different um um, I guess like a, an A-lister and like a D-lister. Um, the A-lister is the gentleman from The Conjuring. 
I forget what his name is. Um, let me get it right now. Patrick Wilson, I think it's called. What's his name? Patrick Wilson. Because uh, my bar is in um, Nutley, and he lives in, like, Montclair. Yeah, I know who you I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in The Conjuring. He was Watchmen. He was Insidious. I was going to say he was Aquaman 2, but that didn't come out yet. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's an Aquaman 1, so uh, he's a pretty big character in that one. But, uh, yeah, so I met him, and he's, like, really, really nice, actually. Um, and the second person that I met, uh, D-Lister, is... Um, do you remember Jersey Shore? And there's a character named uh, Jay Wow. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was like her um, boyfriend at the time. Like he was like a, he was like Wait, it wasn't, uh, he was on the show for like a. It wasn't her. It, it wasn't was Jay Wow. What it, the yeah, hell? Was How do you name drop yeah. her name and <laughs> say? Did I not? I I'm pretty sure I prefaced with like D list. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like tie it together. Yeah, she's a D lister. Doesn't mean he's not even in the list. <laughs> All right, E list then. Damn, he's not. A, he's not in the list. He's only in the D. No, he just gets invited to the D list plus one. I mean, he was really nice too. I had Enrique Iglesias and Anna Kornikova. I forgot about this. I've always wanted to tell this. No, you didn't. I swear to God, I bartended in Miami, and um, Enrique Iglesias doesn't drink. Everyone knows this. Well, check this out. Uh, I don't know what he drank <laughs> that day. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't remember. Made that up. I know she had Diet Coke. That's all I know. But no, this was uh, 2000, I think 12 or 14, I don't know, sometime when I lived in Miami. I was working at this like really nice um, upscale kind of uh, Italian place. And they both came in with a, an older lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember looking at Anna Kornikova and I'm just like, oh my God, she is cool. Bro, she's the first, first let me put this out. She's the first girl I had as a poster on my wall. Right, every kid, Ooh, has, okay, you know, a supermodel or someone, you know, and she, yeah. my first one. And I remember when I, she came in, I was just like, I don't get starstruck, man, but mm-hmm. she, she did it, man. But the one thing that gotcha. ruined it, she was just quiet, she didn't talk much. Which mm-hmm. Enrique Iglesias, he talked a lot, he's always a mm-hmm. he's a funny guy, actually, he's a very cool, funny guy, but she was kind of quiet, so that kind of ruined it a little for me. But eh, at least I got to see her. I had the Kemba Motombo once too. I remember that. No shit. Mm-hmm. I, and I, you know how you like you always think of things to say to uh, celebrities or whatever. And the Kemba Motombo, everybody knows, is like NBA legend, and mm-hmm. he's Mr. Shop Blocker. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I wanted to, I wanted to him to order a drink. He didn't. Drink. Say not in my house. Yeah, I wanted to like wag the finger, and be like, yeah. uh-uh, not in my uh-huh. house. <laughs> but that didn't that didn't happen. I'm sure sh- I'm sure he gets that so often. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's like his thing. That's what he's known for now. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel <laughs> I feel like I've heard so many stories about like celebrities who have that like, like calling card. Yeah, in like in that realm, um, they like hate it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like because they never expected it to be like that. And just like everywhere you go, you're that guy or that person, you know. Yeah, so I, I didn't. I never want to be that guy to bring it up, you know. Yeah, it's like having a trademark in a sense, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking like you know how you love my Brad Pitt impersonation. I so thought good. it's so good. <laughs> so good. You know I'm gonna bring it out too, and so good. <laughs> so let me tell the audience first. Justin hates my Brad Pitt impersonation because he thinks I it's really off. <laughs> And I think it's spot on, but 
it's a character from the curious case of Benjamin Button. All right. It's only from that. It's not like from regular Brad Pitt when he's on the street. It's just when he's old Brad Pitt, this is how he sounds. And uh, so I wanted, I, I, I dreamt about Brad Pitt coming to the bar and uh, saying, uh, uh, can I order another one? And I'm like, well, Captain, you do drink a lot. <laughs> hold for applause, folks. Hold for applause. <laughs> hold, hold as long as you can. I know you hate that. I, I do this to you. On and that's such a, yeah, that's such an obscure, like, quote, too, that, like, if you did do it to him, I don't think he would understand. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. It would just be about, it's really like an It's for you. Joke. It's for, yeah, it's a, it's a joke for you. And, like, if you, no, if you ever did, I'd probably... I'd lose my mind if you told me. That'd be really funny. Well, no, it's an inside joke between you and you and I because you're the only yeah, person that, that I use that impersonation. You're the only so person good. that hates it. The best. Yeah, I'm the only one who gets it too. <laughs> I used to I used to think I could do a Christopher Walken one like everyone else. It's like, but you know, like you know, I need more cowbell. That's, That's not bad. Got. <laughs> That's not bad. That's pretty good. I was gonna say. Uh, uh, it's, it's actually funny you were you just mentioned Christopher Walken because I was doing like audio stuff and I like was playing around with the cowbell. <laughs> I just love that sound. No, but um, uh, my favorite Christopher Walken is when he uh, introduced the Food Fighters. Oh, I just watched that video actually did of, you, Dave, you, of Dave Grohl talking about it, yeah. Yeah, he's, Food <laughs> Fighters. Yeah, because he Christopher Walken asked Dave. Where is the accent in? Is in who or fighters? <laughs> and of course, Dave is like, uh, "Come on, you gotta say it in fighters." Yeah, 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 you gotta do it. Who fighters? Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I saw. That's more Arnold. Yeah, but yeah. I saw. <laughs> I'm off right now with impersonation. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Because you, you, you've been focusing so much on the Brad Pitt, which I understand. Put a lot of energy on that one. Yeah, I actually just saw that one recently. I thought about you because I know you're the biggest Who fighter fan. Let's talk about pet peeves, bro. Pet peeves behind a bar. I feel like there's like so many. Um, not oh when oh this is that uh, this is a huge one. When you go up to a guest uh, and you give them the menu, and then give them a couple minutes, and then come back to see if they're ready, and they ask you what we serve is like it's like not, like i didn't just give you a menu and they want you to read they want you to read the menu to them essentially that's definitely my biggest pet peeve where i've definitely had to just like bite my tongue on it i think too that a lot of people have never worked in the industry and i think exactly um i think it's a big big lesson in your life to have i think every kid as soon I, as everyone learn, work in hospitality yeah at least I one year that. one year even if you know you're 18 year old kid whatever work one yeah. year that's it. And you for sure. You'll gain so much um, appreciation and perspective of other people and you'll kind of mm -hmm. know how to act in a sense, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like how to act in public. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I I um think about that all the time when it comes to like, you know, like bad tippers. You yeah. know, it's just like people uh, who do like 10% tip, you know, it's like barely 10% tip. It's just like you got to you just got to, you know. Well, you know, let's talk about that, actually. I've, I've never actually covered that topic ever. But I remember I one time I had... And I'm, have you ever had a... Fa first, have you had a family member or friend that was a bad tipper? Like, yeah, my uh, my parents. You don't have to, my parents, like... Really put them on the... <laughs> yeah, my mom was a 
dog shit tipper uh, <laughs> until I started I, until I started working <laughs> in the industry. She's an amazing woman, but dog shit tipper. Um, but she she's great now. She's fantastic. Because um, like, you brought it when up. I first got in, yeah. Because I cause when I first got into the industry, like I obviously I'd still um, take her out to dinner every now and then, you know, to catch up. And then she'd insist on paying, and I'd be like, "Sure, you got this one." And then she'll do like ten percent tip. And I was like, "Mom, you know, it's just like they kind of work on tips, so it's also like you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and they do really good service. So I mean, twenty percent isn't even that bad. So." Let's do that. You know, put it in a nice way kind of thing. And she was just like, it just like clicked for her. She's like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And because like they do 10% just because that's what they heard, you know? Mm. Um, and then ever from ever since like that happened, she's told all of my relatives after like uh, the restaurant, like after we eat at a restaurant, they'd be like, guys, 20% tip. Don't forget 20% tip kind of thing. And I'm just like, my mom's coming, coming up to bat for me. That was always like one of the subjects where, or topics that I was afraid to, how do I come about telling a friend or a family member, uh, you're not tipping well, you know? It could, you know, hurt the ego a little bit to the person, I think, you know, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they're, if they're like, a, like, a, like a real friend, you know, just like fuck sure. with the ego, you know? Sure. Just talk that talk and sure. stuff like that, you know? And I it's, did, and it's help helping a, them out. I did help a couple of friends with that. <clears throat> And I felt very proud that they become very good tippers. So here's another reason why I think it was always 10%. Too. And I think a lot of people know this, but because uh, I'd never heard this until somebody said it. When I remember my friend's tipping, I, um, I asked her, uh, oh, how do you, uh, what are you tipping up based on? And she said, well, don't you do like a half of taxes or something like that? Or Double taxes. You double the tax. That's 15% at most places. Most places, right. It depends on the state, too. Like some places, mm-hmm. taxes mm-hmm. are lower. So then you're screwed if you're in Texas or or Florida, I think. I've never tipped below like 30, to be honest. I just can't. Yeah. yeah. Even, if, even if it's shitty service. <laughs> I mean, with, with, like, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, for me, it's just like never tip. Uh, under 20% because that's what it is. Like what I said before, it's just like, that's their living, you know what I'm saying? Um, but if it's bad, if it's like super bad service, I'm still going to give 20%, but it's like, I'm going to alert the manager or something, you know, they can't let that like continue, you know? So, like, as long as they're not like super rude to me, then, you know, I'm not even going to bring it up. But if they're like, you know, if they're like aggressively rude or just like not doing their job, then it's, that's when you probably have to bring it up. But still 20%. I, rem- time. I remember one time, actually, I had a shitty service, right? <laughs> and I thought, this motherfucker doesn't come around at all. Blah, 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 blah. Like, we're just waiting forever for everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friend is like, I remember, uh, she's like, so how much are you going to tip? And I'm like, I'm going to tip like 60% just because he's going to be like, I, I like put like a-, a thought in his brain thinking, Wait, I didn't do that great. How the fuck am I getting sixty percent? So I'm gonna give him like a self-realization. A, yeah, guilty conscience of like, damn, am I? I don't know. I just wanted to like put something in his head. I feel like that was more for you than it I know was it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's which is great. You know, which is great. It makes you feel better. Makes him feel good. So it's like, well, that's the crazy who, who loses, you know, right? psychological thing I have with myself. It's like I like to entertain myself for purposes that no one would get. 
and and what? And, and who are we to tell you to do otherwise? Uh, my friends. As the people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, stop making yourself happy. Well, <laughs> that's that's what that's what you want us to do. Have you ever gone through Europeans, by the way? I don't know if you were. Yeah, yeah. Because the, because um, tipping culture is only in like the U.S., right? That's that's essentially what it is for yeah, foreigners. I mean, they don't tip. There's some parts, yeah, where uh, like I remember when I went to London um, two years ago, and uh, my buddy took me to a bar there, and we had a blast, and we knew the bartender. You know, he we hung out in, uh-huh, uh-huh. in the states, and uh, so we paid, and then I'm thinking, oh, I gotta tip him, and my my uh-huh. buddy's like, oh no no, don't tip him. You know, they, you don't have to tip him. I mean, you could if you want, but you don't have to. I'm like, uh. Okay, but I still tip. It's because, yeah, it's such a weird feeling. So now I know how Europeans feel because they feel a little lost and embarrassed. Like, well, what do I do? You know? Yeah, that's my thing. It's just like uh, I got a, like I of course I've had like you know like some foreign guests or whatever, and they tip poorly. And I mean the fact that they tipped at all, I'm just like they just don't know. So it's like whatever, you know. And it's just like it doesn't do me any good having a bad mentality about, you know, like foreigners kind of thing. You just take it, take it, uh, take it for what it is. And, um, one of my friends gave me like some really good advice to never take it like super personal. It's just like, if you give your all in like your service, you know what I'm saying? You're passionate about what you do and you just overall provide good service. It averages out, you know what I'm saying? Cause you'll make regulars, like really great regulars who will tip you like 30, 45%. And then it will even out the terrible 10%, you know, and it'll, you're still making good money. So with like, with when I take that mentality, it's just like, it's just one, it's just like one check opposed to the many other checks yeah. that are really good, you know. Rapists, sex traffickers, bartenders, they all have one thing. In what do they have in common? <laughs> yeah. Right? What is it? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, when you're right, you're right. What is it? They... You, they all like to drink. That's true. You were expecting something else. <laughs> no, no I, I figured that was what it was going to be, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, but you're know. like buckling up for like something because you know whatever yeah, comes out of I, my mouth. <laughs> and by the way, I am holding back a lot because this is the professional podcast show. But you know me, man. When I talk, I talk. You do. That you do. Yeah. How's your New Year's, by the way? Um, I was working. I have, I've worked three of the last four, uh, new years. Um, the one new years I didn't work was That's the one true. that you worked. Yeah. I yeah. was going to ask, I was going to tell you that I remember getting drunk. I don't remember you being yeah. there. I was not there. I was not there. The one time, the one yeah. time. And I, and that man, I heard you guys got too drunk. Oh my God. So, so drunk that one of your other bartenders you were working with forgot to put in a decent amount of tips where you could have gotten a lot of money. Did you hear about that story? No. Wait, what? <laughs> so do you remember the bartenders you were working with that night? Yeah. 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 Let's not, yeah. Uh, let's call them uh, T and uh, Jameson and Tony. Let's, let's throw out some names. Um, so <laughs> no, let's say, me. let's say Jameson, let's say Jameson um, had some regulars, um, had some, I think it was, uh, let's call them Tom and Michelle. And are you they actually left, like, putting like, real names or you're just like, uh, I mean, they're real names. Okay, You've heard of these not, names before. But Anyways, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so these, 
So this, these regulars who love like every, all the bartenders on staff, um, leave like this really, really big tip. Like, I think it was like a hundred something bucks. And, um, the next day I get a call, um, cause I work the next day and I get a call and, and it's, um, the regular who left the tip. He's just like, Hey guys, I, I just wanted to uh, let you know, I left a really big tip last night, but I didn't see it on my uh, statement, my credit card statement. And I was just like, oh, we'll, uh, we'll check on that for you, man. Uh, thank you for the tip. And then I, I talked to my general manager at the time. She's like, yeah, it's too late. They didn't put it in. They didn't put it in. So you guys missed out on like a really nice tip. And it could have been many more tips, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? There was a, there was, we were so slammed. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy uh-huh. fucking busy. And uh, I loved it. It was fun. But yeah. uh, after a while, I think receipts just ended on the floor, uh, you know, and got wet and shit happens. And, but we yeah, still man, I, I was a, you're right. I was a, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I get it, man. I get those those hardships when it's busy. I was a I was a I was like a first time bartender once. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember when I first started bartending, that was really hard for me. But um, <laughs> hey, man, I, I was OK. They were the ones handling that stuff. All right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I remember, which was a mistake on your part for letting those two do it. <laughs> now that I look back at it, yeah. But afterwards, we had fun. We went to, we went, because uh, bars were closed, obviously, because we were the, like the last ones. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we went to the parking lot and we just got so stoned. I, yes, I remember this. Walking around and it was like freezing cold. And we kept walking around. And I thought, honestly, we walked to to like, uh, Newport or something or to another part of Jersey but it was just a, yeah. a block around we just kept walking around the block. <laughs> and you're just still stoned we were so, I, I don't smoke weed at the time at that time anyway but um, mm-hmm. I did with them and man was I stoned I was so stoned and drunk it was a good night man you missed out I wish you were there I I I did I did uh, I do miss like that because like once the ball does drop and everyone's just like celebrating. Everyone's having a good time. Um, yeah. It is really fun. But like the like, I've had I had one really bad uh, night on a New Year's New Year's Eve where I was bartending, and everything that could have went wrong went wrong before the ball drop. So I was incredibly stressed out. Uh, I was not able to eat, and then the second the ball dropped. And they're passing out the champagne. I'm just chugging flutes. I'm chugging flutes of champagne, and I'm getting, you know, like I'm getting a little. I'm getting drunk real quick, and then I had some friends show up after like the ball dropped, and you know everyone's clearing out. They're my friends, so I can let them stay a little longer. And I take shots with them, and just makes me even drunker. And I made the mistake of driving home, and this is when I did not live close, and it was Damn. bad. That's not a it dude. That's why they invented bad. Uber. Uh yeah, but I was I'm a very stubborn person. If you didn't know, very prideful, and I, I was like, I can do this. Yeah, I can do it. You know what's funny? Uh, yes, big mistake. Don't drink and drive. If you I, haven't heard, you know I am. I love being a rebel, but the one thing I do not like is drinking and driving, and uh. Granted, here in the island, it's not, it's, so, it's such a weird thing. Like in the Caribbean, um, everyone drinks and drives. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, <laughs> and in the beginning, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But now I'm starting to, but I'm not drunk. I'm just a little bit buzzed. 
but but right. people could literally walk. I mean, could drive with a bottle in their hand. They won't get pulled over. You won't get pulled over at all unless you crash. Then that's when you have a DUI. So that's the only time you get okay. pulled over for drinking and driving. So they're they're much more lenient about Very it on the lenient. island. Very lenient. So everyone's almost non-existent. <laughs> that's why I try not to drive late at night because there's a lot of young people. I don't want to fuck around with that shit. Right, right, but, right, right. But also, um, I was gonna say to finish on that that it's important that I think you know it's important to get a Uber, man. I mean, it'll save your life. And I tell this to all oh, thousand percent anyone listening because I know people have passed away drinking and driving, and or even. Worse, I know a kid that got killed because of a drunk driver. So it's not fun. Uh, yeah. Deal with that. And no matter how, you know, think you got it, you never do. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was dumb. I was super dumb. And, like, from like from then on, you know, like, I was lucky enough to actually work with, like, um, other bartenders who would actually call Ubers for, like, their yeah. guests who had a little bit too much, which I was with. And, like, they that's out of their own pocket you know what i mean? just yeah. so that that person gets home and you know that's like big ups to them and you and i like learning from those kind of people i've, I've driven people home I, i'm just yeah you know hey man big ups to you bro that's but, very very kind well no i mean i just think everyone should just be you know aware of that stuff that's all for sure for sure so uh on that note i'm taking so much of your time justin thank you so much for uh, uh being on on the show um always good talking to you brother I know you have so many better things to do than this. Um, I know you do. I know. Thousand percent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. You know I always make time for you, kid. Um, I love you, brother. And be safe. And uh, I hope to see you this year later on. Oh, and yeah. Whenever you come back, but let me know. We'll have some drinks and we'll catch up. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Take Thank care. Thank you, Peace, bud. Later. And here's our theme song from Complicated Animals, Wally Sign. Out.